Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. So what did you decide to do or not to do? for 2022 did you make an actual resolution or did you give up making resolutions a long long time ago because they're a waste they're dead they're gone by the gone by the wayside um within days let alone weeks the only one i ever did keep actually uh, i did this a few years ago i, I was a, i drink far too much coffee as i've told people so many times I tried to cut down, and I think I have cut down in the last year or two, but I wait, I still drink way too much coffee. I decided for New Year's Eve, God, it's going on for maybe eight or nine years ago now, maybe ten years, that I wasn't going to have any sugar in my coffee anymore. And it was one of the hardest things I ever had to do or ever told myself to do, but I did it. I, I now couldn't drink coffee with sugar in it. It's just... but. That was the only kind of last New Year's resolution that I actually managed to to keep. I kind of give up making them, really. But why? Why do why do nearly ninety percent of them fail? Eight out of ten times, people make the best decision and then fall back into their own ways. Let's chat about the psychology of resolutions with Catherine Hallisey. Catherine, good morning. Good morning, PJ, and happy New Year to you and to everyone listening. And to you, and great to have you on the program again. Like I said, the last New Year's resolution I made was no more sugar in my coffee. Well, it was no more sugar on my coffee or my tea. The, the tea, I fell at that hurdle. I still have one small spoon of sugar in a cup of tea. But no, 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 no. It's the last one I managed to keep. I think it's a waste of time in the first week in January. We're full of good intentions. The weather is lousy. The, the buzz of Christmas is gone. And here we are trying to better ourselves. And, you know, the, it, the funny thing is, right, it's so widespread. And as you say, between eight and nine times out of ten, people fail at their New Year's resolutions. But I actually have a very simple formula to help everybody listening keep their New Year's resolutions. And I actually don't set New Year's resolutions myself. What I do is right throughout the year. So every single week, every Sunday night, I set my intention for the week. And then I write out what are the habits that are going to help me achieve that intention. So I I do it in a, a different way. So, you know, I suppose being a parenting psychologist, you become an expert in behavior change. So I've just taken everything I've learned and I've applied it to say, okay, how can I actually make these small incremental improvements? Yeah. I think one of the biggest issues is people aim too big. Totally unrealistic. We've got to be thinking like the time of year, like you say. We've got to be thinking about um, what we know about ourselves. You don't wake up 
on the 1st of January a different person, yeah. you're still the same person. Yeah. So the, the number one thing is aim for the tiniest possible change. And when you've made that tiny change, then you add on a little bit. Right. So if you are doing 100 days of walking, start with 10 minutes a day. Mm. And then it doesn't matter if you're like, oh, I really don't feel like going out now for an hour, but you can probably do 10 minutes. Mm. And then the next day you might do 11 minutes. And in that way, you slowly build up over time. And that's how real change comes, because then you're not so worried about, um, you know, it's not insurmountable. And like the second mistake people make. So the first one is aiming too big. The second mistake people make is relying on willpower and motivation. Mm. Now, we know willpower and motivation, they're finite. You know, it's like you did great for the first week and then you say, oh, look, I'm doing great. I can miss today. Today doesn't really matter. And that's this motivation cycle that we all go through. So the second thing there, you know, how you can counteract that is thinking about how can you set your environment up to support you? So, like, one of the things is you want to make the new habit easy. And like one of the big hitters every year is people want to get their finances in order. Mm-hmm. So if you want to make that easy on yourself, just set up a direct debit for savings. Even if it's a fiver a week, start off with that and have your resolution that you're not going to touch that in your savings account. And then when you don't notice that coming out of your account anymore, then you might change it to a tenner. Yeah. You know, so that's the starting small and then making it easy, making it automatic. It's a bit like the old one, Catherine, isn't it? The old, how do you eat an elephant? One <laughs> fork full at a time. Very much so. And, you know, we're impatient. And, you know, boredom is actually the enemy of keeping all of our resolutions. We get sick and tired of waiting for it to happen. So, you know, we go for the path of least resistance. Whereas if you say to yourself, this is going to take quite a long time and I'm going to stick with it, and, you know, slowly, slowly eats the elephant. Mm. And you also want to make the old habit hard. So like loads of people, especially parents come to me and they say they actually feel like they're on their phones way too much. They might come to me about their kids' phone use, especially their teenagers' phone use. And I'd always ask them, you know, and how do you feel about your own phone use? And nine out of ten people say they're really unhappy with it. And for many years, I was trying to tackle my own phone use. You know, because I use my phone for work and I use Instagram for work and Facebook for work, you know, there's always an excuse to touch the phone. But if you touch the phone at all, it's, you know, suddenly you find yourself in 20 minutes have gone by, you know, looking at stuff that you never planned to look at. Mm -hmm. So something I've, what I've done is I've made that habit hard and I've deleted everything off my phone, including email. All I have on there is WhatsApp and calls. Yeah, it's the only thing I have on there now. And it solved all my problems. One fell swoop just by making the old habit hard because relying on willpower and motivation didn't work. It never works for for the vast majority of people. And I don't want to waste my willpower and motivation on something as silly as the phone. So like I can still use it on my laptop, but it's more of a deliberate decision to open up the laptop and check it. What is... what is habit stacking? I, I see it a term, but I've no idea what it means. Habit stacking, what's that? Habit stacking is one of the biggest hitters. So it's like, after I do X, then I'll do Y. So you might have the idea, okay, I want to make sure that my home is a haven. I want to feel like everything is in its place. 
So that's your big overall goal. And this is a goal a lot of people have in January. And then they've fallen by the 17th of January. Between the 17th and 19th of January are the most common dates, by the way, for failing at New Year's resolutions. But you might say, okay, I'm going to pick one tiny habit. The tiny habit could be I make my bed. So instead of making your bed later in the day, it's like after I get up, then I make my bed. So you pick a habit that you already do every day, which is get up. Mm. And then you stack the new habit onto that. So after I get up, then I make my bed. Or whenever I'm stopped at traffic lights, I take a deep breath. Okay. So you're picking something you already do and you're trying to stack something else onto it so that it's automatic. So this is a or, bit like when my alarm goes off in the morning at the time it mm-hmm. goes off. Uh, I would love to be able to just stop the two snoozes that come after it and yes. jump out of bed. <laughs> Uh, I've tried, and I'll be grand for a few mornings. But the first cold, wet morning, oh, Jimmy, if I have maybe five minutes. So s- small stages like that. Yeah, so you've got to move your alarm away from the bed. <laughs> yeah. So this is, you're making the old habit hard. Yeah. Because if you rely on motivation for that, you know, it's exactly that. You feel tired. You might do it for a couple of days. Whereas if the alarm is out of reach, if you actually have to get out of bed to turn it off, and you you might, even in the beginning, you might want to make the alarm really obnoxious <laughs> so that you can't actually lie there listening to it. <laughs> and so that it's out of reach, you know, there's no way to turn it off without getting up. So that's, that's making the old habit hard. Um, another one, if you want to cut down in your phone use, you know, if you want to get rid of the roll and scroll, you know, when you get out, when you wake up in the morning, taking out the phone, looking at news, just catching up on something, you're really starting the day in the back foot. Just have no phones in the room. Mm. So I bought an alarm clock a couple of years ago thinking I would do this. But I, I like to listen to meditations at night. So now I have an old phone that has nothing on it, just the alarm and a meditation app. And then that again solved it, so no devices in the room. And I guess we all have a battered old phone lying around the house. Yeah, and you just need something that can have uh, an app. And like I just use a free app, Insight Timer, for meditation. Anybody who wants to get meditation into their life, it's the easiest one to do. Mm. Just listen to a meditation going to sleep. And you can give yourself a little tick in your habit tracker for that. Yeah. Create the ritual, not the result. Sounds good. Explain. Yeah, so really thinking about it, there are um, three areas to focus on. So, you know, your goal, that's the result you want. And that's the one we all have, you know, oh, I want to lose a stone. Or I want to run a marathon. And if you just focus on that, like that's the big thing. And it feels totally, that's the big elephant. Whereas if you're focusing on the ritual, which would be the habits, what do you need to do every day for that to become a reality? Okay. And the bigger one then is the identity, deciding the kind of person you want to be. And then every action becomes a vote for the kind of person you want to be. So if you want to run a marathon, you know, or if you want to do a 5K or a 10K, so the habit is that you will move every single day. But the identity is, I'm someone who never misses a run. I'm someone who goes for a run Monday, Wednesday, Friday rain or shine. Yeah. So that's around that identity. So for me, chocolate was one of my biggest vices oh. and I would go through phases, you know, I've even gone nine months without having any chocolate. Oh my God, how did you do that? Yeah, and I would call chocolate my medication. I struggle with nine with, hours, Catherine. Yeah, especially with five smallies. 
you can just imagine, I, it was definitely my medication. Until I changed my approach and changed my identity. So instead of saying I'm off chocolate, my identity is I don't eat chocolate. Right. And that very firm identity, the I'm off chocolate is like, oh, it's something I'm trying right now. Whereas the identity is I'm someone who doesn't eat chocolate. How about something in between? I'm not having chocolate today. You see, normal people could be like that, PJ, but that didn't work for me. (laughs) you see there are plenty of people who can just have one square a day you know or they can have chocolate at the weekend I just wasn't one of those people and we're all really really different we all have different vices that's why I've given a range of strategies like habit stacking is one of the biggest ones for me but for somebody else it might be making the old habit hard you know someone else could be making the new habit easy like they're all different strategies but each one of these is grounded in so much research Mm. you know um, I think that there's an awful lot of advice out there and a lot of it just isn't grounded in research and people end up getting frustrated then whereas if you just know a couple of really good strategies you know then then you at least have a solid foundation so, like, your goal might be, okay, I really want to feel happier. It's been a really tough couple of years. Mm. So, your identity then, you know, you're thinking about what what does a really happy person look like? Well, it's usually not that they have everything. It's that they're happy with what they have. Yes. So, then you're becoming the kind of person who counts their blessings. And right. then the habit is you just write down or say three things you're grateful for each day. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's actually really interesting studies showing that after five weeks of doing that, you increase your happiness by 25%. You know, and before we've, that's a very good point with which I think to start another new year as we enter into, God bless and spare us, the third year of this damn thing. I think yeah. personally, Catherine, this is speaking only for me and maybe for some of those around me. I've become a lot more satisfied with the little things in my life than I was. Yeah. Because some for, for periods of the last three years, they've been the only things I have in my life, the little things. So we've been forced into that mindset. And you know, PJ, not everybody has been able to adopt that. Agreed, agreed, absolutely agreed. You know, so it's really fantastic for you that you've been able to adopt it. And for somebody listening now, they might be saying, geez, that's what you want talking about, that's very simplistic. But actually, look, it's the old-fashioned thing, count your blessings. Your mother was probably right when she told you count your blessings. Mm. But it, it, look, it really, really does help you feel better. And it's not about toxic positivity. It's not about pretending things aren't hard. It's about recognising that even when things are hard, there are still some things that are good. And it's a fantastic message to share with our kids as well. So like how I do that with my kids, you know, I don't get them to say, oh, tell me what you're grateful for. Instead, just when we're sitting down at dinner, we do the grateful game where everyone is invited to share something they're grateful about. Yeah. And it's an invitation, not forced. And I'll usually start it off um, by saying, well, look, I'm really glad we got out and did the silly walking and sail today. So it's very casual and it's just an invitation. And I know by doing that, I'm actually helping my children become more resilient. So for anyone listening, you might might have a goal, okay, I really want to focus on my kids' resilience. It's been a tough couple of years and I don't know what the future holds. So I want to help them have the skills to cope, come what may. So that's a very simple one to start with. 
you know, or your your identity is, you know, you might I'm going to become the kind of person now who has these parenting goals, and I'm going to take action and get expert advice. And you know that I'm advising you with that. The habit is follow me on Instagram for daily tips. Sign up for my email list. You'll just get a, a tip into your email inbox one, once a week, something very simple and practical to do. Or um, I have a workshop on resilience coming up as well in January. Mm. I'd love for people to come to that. It's all very practical things like this. Or you might have a goal that I'm finally going to get a handle on my kids' behaviour. Or I'm going to finally um, help them stop bickering and fighting and solve their own problems. Come to my, one of my workshops. So, and that is all around the goal of becoming a better parent or a calmer parent or a parent who is more in control. Yeah. Okay. Lastly, Catherine, come and um, we'll give the details. It's com, isn't it? It's your website and you're on Facebook yeah, too. Yeah, so for, for the workshops, it's com. Raising Resilient Kids. That's the one coming in January. Sure. There's one, um, Raise Well-Behaved Kids. And then if you just want to sign up for my email list, just go on to it or connect with me on Instagram, message me and I'll send you the info. Great, great. Lastly, I think we should, something that, that you will have a day where the best of intentions turn to dust. You will have a day where you, even Catherine or someone like you, will grab that bar of chocolate and say, ta hell with it. <laughs> and that's okay. We start again tomorrow. Very much so. So expect this. And you can have a rule. One of the rules that I have for myself is never miss the second day. So in this way, like I'm an all or nothing kind of person. So it's like if I have one bar of chocolate, I'm like, oh, well, I've fallen off the wagon now. My husband says he's never seen someone fall off the wagon so spectacularly as me. (laughs) So now I have never missed the second day. And that's totally normal. Like I haven't done my my morning kind of self-care ritual for like five days. Because, you know, I was focused on holidays, getting kids back to school. And it's it's about taking a more calm and relaxed view of this, taking the long-term view. And if you aim for 1% improvement every day. So in my membership, we talk about the 1% improvement all of the time. And the 1% is where you're aiming for just that one tiny improvement. And if you aim for that one tiny improvement, well, first of all, you're more likely to do it because it's achievable. But second of all, you have the benefit of compounding interest. You know, just like in your savings, this is the compounding in your life over time. You can also have compounding in the negative direction too. So this is just thinking about shifting that. How can I compound in the right direction? How can I make one tiny, what's the one tiny thing I can do today? That's the gift to my future self. Okay. Catherine, a pleasure as always. Look forward to speaking to you many times in 2022. Psychologist Catherine Hallisey, CatherineHallisey.com. All of her courses and details of what she does are there. Quartz 96 FM. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.